0: We're coming to you from the Mellow 94.7 studios here in the city of Mandaluyo. It's the Smart Gilas Pilipinas podcast. If you're listening for the first time, my name is Stan. And my name is Ro. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, we talk about wrestling for the thinking Pinoy fan. That's what we do. This is the Smart Gilas Pilipinas
1: podcast coming to you live on a rainy night. But not exactly live. But not too live. You know, you know, we're in the flesh. And we are, you know, in the flesh. After a rainy night, I came all the way here from rainy, trafficy Makati City.
0: I love how you're recording. How about basang si uga.
1: Yeah, and I'm really soaking wet here, and it's kind of cold in the booth, but I'll
0: I'll live. Don't worry about me. I'm glad that you're living. I'm glad that you're happy, and and that you're here right now. I think the one thing that's keeping you going is the fact that you finally have your mystical mask right next to you. You're damn right. If you see, if you have Stan as a friend on Facebook or you
1: follow him on Twitter or something, you will see that he has his um, Dragon Rojo
0: mask. That's right. Follow me on Instagram. It's at djstan947. I've got the photos there. I was I was like a happy kid on Christmas morning when my mask came in, and the first thing I did was naturally try it on.
1: Right, and I was excited to have my mask, but I can't yet because the mask came to him
0: Yeah so he had, uh, Ro had to wait A good three days Now he's a happy kid He, he tried it on he, he took a selfie With his mask on Probably later on In the show We're gonna put on Our masks for real And, and post for a photo That'll be our new Official avatar on iTunes Have we mentioned We are on iTunes We <laughs> are on
1: iTunes By the way And I hope you download Our podcast You subscribe to it For free All for free
0: We're paying for this shit But you're not you're this not. is free
1: Yeah That's how much We love you we are giving it to you for free. And you don't have to spend a single dime, a single centavo on our voices. And I hope that's still okay with you.
0: <laughs> but we thank you anyway. We do thank you for always making us a part of your week. As wrestling is a part of our week every week.
1: And, now, and I have had a good week now that I have my mask.
0: It has been a good week for wrestling. <laughs> not just for you and me, but for wrestling as a whole. But as always, we gotta give it to you straight up. There are things we loved things we liked, and things we flat out didn't like. Let's get to our spots and botches list, shall we? Yeah, uh, and nothing is perfect um, as
1: much as we want everything to go our way. We just cannot have that. And we have our spots and
0: botches for this week. Let's get on it. We're going to do it in chronological order. As you know, it's been a busy week. We started the week with money in the bank, and then we had one hell of a Monday Night Raw.
1: Yeah, and my only regret is uh, we don't Uh, Record this any later because we could have, you know, um, featured NXT and SmackDown.
0: Oh But we, you know, we could actually try starting the week from NXT. Maybe right. that's something we could work on. Maybe next, something-
1: maybe next week. But since we've got um, a busy week in front of us, uh, behind us, so far with Money in the Bank and SmackDown, where there is no space for last week's NXT and SmackDown.
0: Definitely, there's there's no space for for that. So let's get to Money in the Bank and Raw, starting off with a kickoff. Yeah, Daniel Bryan in the kickoff. It's one of the f- one of the few times that we've actually had an in-ring promo instead of a dark match, supposedly. And usually the kickoff matches are hidden gems. They would be nice
1: matches, solid matches. that um, For one reason or another, don't make it on the main card. And that would be a shame. But this time, um, Daniel Bryan came out to explain the situation, to address the WWE Universe as to how he is faring so far. And I don't know. If you were a popular champion coming off the biggest show of the year, yeah. would you come back? Your, would you make your first appearance
0: at the pre-show of... Um, a not-so-big pay-per-view. No. No. And I know that you're one of, the, one of the people out there. I know Roe. He, he's one of the people who actually do campaign for money in the bank to replace Survivor Series as one of the big four pay-per-views. Yeah, when you
1: think about it, Survivor Series isn't really Survivor Series anymore. Um, I'd like to think that um, maybe if you would watch closely, if you would observe, um, they, they give um, a bigger deal to Money in the Bank that than they do Survivor Series lately.
0: And that's fair. Fine, that's fair that Money in the Bank probably is a bigger pay-per-view nowadays, but to have a popular champion like Daniel Bryan coming off at a kickoff, I think that's a no-no. That shouldn't have been done. If ever he was going to make an in-ring return to at least just cut a promo, they would have, they would have had the better sense. Or I'd like to think they would have had the better sense to put him on the main card.
1: Yeah, I, I, people want to see this guy. People c- will pay to see Daniel Bryan. And why not, you know, for any other... Um, as you do for any other featured superstar, featured talent, why not save him for later in the evening? To, you know, to make sure that the, some of the people who paid uh, for for a ticket for to get into the show would stick around.
0: And it abso- it absolutely made no sense to me. I I am still scratching my head over it. I think it was a bad decision, bad move. We we don't have to go into full detail on this because you probably know as well as we do that. It, in perfect storytelling sense It would have just Been mo- so much better if, if, they, if they'd put Daniel Bryan On the main card And I hope
1: This doesn't give um, I, don't know, I hope it doesn't give Any credence To the rumors That um, they've lost faith In Daniel Bryan After getting injured God I hope not After getting injured
0: At the time They need him the most I know, and and a lot of people have been talking about this. Let's just keep hoping and keep praying. Bonus points for Bo Dallas, you know, for him appearing and telling Daniel Bryan to Bo-leave. Because Lord knows we all have to Bo-leave and believe in Daniel Bryan getting better. I'm going to leave the Bo-leave stuff to you. Uh, You know how I feel about Bo Dallas.
1: I am a Bo-leaver. I really (laughs) am. Let's move on to our second botch. Wow, two straight botches yeah, two for straight this botches. week. Two straight botches. If we're going through this in chronological order, we'll go through it. Um, two straight botches if we have to. All right, our second botch for the week: Big E's preacher voice. You know what? Um, personally, I don't mind it that much as you do. Some I've I've seen some comments on how what on wondering what Big E is doing with this whole preacher thing because it's kind of weird. It's kind of strange to hear. It's not something. It's not how you know people. Would talk nowadays
0: Right If you remember How Martin Luther King Jr. Used to speak Like I'm sure All of us have seen Some clips Of his I have a dream yeah, speech right. from and even, even, the, even the first words Of that speech Exactly You, you think of Ma- Martin Luther King Jr. And then you turn The volume up All the way to 11 and 12 And that's probably Big E right now Well Again well, What do you think of it? I don't know. For me, it it comes across as too contrived, too pretentious. He's trying hard to be funny, and I I don't find it as fun because I follow Biggie on Instagram, and no. you should too. Yeah, I do so because I, he produces good him. content yeah. on Instagram, and uh, the content he shows, and that's that's normally inconsistent with his character on screen. And I like his Instagram character because essentially that's Big E in real life, and I, I I just I just wish I guess that Big E in real life came across more on Big E on
1: screen. And the best characters are yourself turned up to 11.
0: That's right. And that's something Stone Cold Steve Austin has said numerous times.
1: But I don't think Big E is being funny when he does the preacher voice. I just think that he's being serious but in a completely different way. Maybe in a a way that John Cena would do when he's not really donning on wearing the really, really serious voice hat um, in in his major feuds. But... um, I don't have a problem with this I don't have a problem with this at all Because it's one way to get yourself to stand
0: out Right, I mean I know how Dolph Ziggler has his own way of standing out You know, when he gives a promo He starts off really slow Then goes really, really fast And then he slows down again at the end and I like that. I love it when he does that. It gets me to listen. But then again, for some reason, I can actually see na totoong tao kausap. niya. Right. Because that you can imagine Dolph Ziggler actually talking like that without a microphone outside of the ring. Right. Okay. But if Biggie were to do that, let's say at a subway station in New York, he would come across as an idiot. But how do you know he doesn't really talk like that? That's the thing, because I don't know <laughs> Biggie in real life, and neither do you. No. What if he does talk
1: like that in real life? That would be funny, though. See, yeah, exactly. No, oh, fine, fine, fine. Exactly. What okay. he really does. You know, when he's arguing with Caitlyn, hey Caitlyn, don't you know that my boobs are bigger than yours? <laughs> <laughs> you will not be able to beat me in my cup size. But anyway, no. But seriously, seriously, if you were Big E, what would what would you rather have people say about you? Would you rather have them say now, oh, I'm he's he's really boring. I, I don't know um what to feel about him because he he's kind of quiet and he doesn't really stand out or or would you rather have him say that what the hell is this guy doing it's not working
0: and it's really strange fine i guess we're going to go with the with the classic adage that any publicity is good publicity right I, I, it's it's just it's a start for me it's a start
1: it's baby steps maybe um it's a way to you know make maybe it's a way for big e to be more funny in the future or maybe maybe he's finding his voice as a serious superstar
0: Alright, okay I think that's cool We'll agree to disagree for now um, let's, I'm, I'm gonna mark it as a potential botch On my list Right Or on my personal list But okay. I'm, I'm gonna be open Because I'm all for Big E standing out Because of a character And if this is his way Of finding a voice Then by all means Let's have Big E come out With his own unique character Let's get to our next, uh, our next spot this time On our spots and botches list since we're doing it chronologically, both Money in the Bank ladder matches; those are spots for the week. Not the best Money in the Bank matches in history, but they delivered. They I, did. They did. They had me at the end, at the edge of my seat. But if I had to pick one over the other, I'd probably pick the contract match. No, I would pick the main event match. Okay, um, why the, why the main event match? I'll probably I'll explain
1: my pick in a bit. All right, for Money in the Bank matches, I've found that eight is a magic number. If you would recall, WrestleMania 26, the Money in the Bank match where Jack Swagger won. Um, there were ten people in the match. That was a clusterfuck. It was. It really was. Um, too many people trying to get their spots in, and th- that leaves other people resting outside the ring. And then, um, on the other end of the spectrum, you've got um, the lowest, which would be six men from the original match in right, WrestleMania right. 21. and
0: in the contract match of this of last Sunday's. Pay-per-view That's right There were six Competitors as well What's wrong with Having six guys in I've, I've, I've always thought That six was the Magic number Well if you
1: would Notice um, There were, there was too much Of a lull In between um, The action going on Especially when it Came to the ladder And g- going up the ladder And grabbing the Briefcase Okay So eight is a Magic number Because there is a, Quite a nice balance Of lulls and action um, There's enough people To go around um, Enough people To take turns um, Getting their shine in Getting their spots in and it doesn't really um
0: it's not too slow and it's not too fast all right okay so it's more it's more because of the number than because of what went down in the match and, and because of the and because in general the
1: the action was also good cesaro sheamus kane cena orton they they know how to put together a good match um i think the spots were crazier did you do you remember the the one that, where the ladders formed an A and yes. and Cesaro and Seamus, I think, were fighting for balance. That was crazy. I, that, that was a spot that stuck with me. Yeah. And, and I think you have issues with the finish. I have
0: issues with the finish. I have a lot of issues with the finish. Mostly because I felt that John Cena went into Super Cena mode again. And uh, if, if you haven't seen the pay-per-view yet, spoiler alert, Cena won. Yeah, wall. right. And, I'm sure and, you already know that, right? And uh, it w- it was supposed to be Randy Orton and Kane with Kane holding the ladder for Randy Orton as Orton went up to get the the championships. And then for some reason, John Cena just go- comes back to life and he gives both Randy Orton and Kane an AA of their own. And then he climbs up so effortlessly, mind you, mm. to unhook the WWE World Heavyweight Championships. I thought that I thought he could have at least seemed hurt, or I thought he could have at least faced more opposition, but I don't know um i I'm not the bookers, I'm not creative, I'm just voicing out how storytelling wise there could have been more
1: right, okay, yeah, okay um, but I don't think he no sold anything. He was out for like five minutes um uh, after taking a finisher, I think, yeah, and it wasn't so bad okay he he had you got to rest for five minutes, so you might be as better refreshed than the guys who were on the ladder. But he could but, have yeah, at least yeah, shown yeah, yeah. some damage. Yeah, I understand, I understand. Maybe he could have um, took, you know, a, a, a few more seconds going up, um, being more slow. You know, yeah, re- you're right. Acting hurt. But I ov- overall, I don't see a problem with it. I think I had more of a problem, um, you know, kayfabe-wise when Kane broke Ambrose's ascent up and, you know, and opened it up for Seth Rollins to win. Why is that? Well,
0: I wanted Dean Ambrose to win even though I predicted Seth to win. I predicted I predicted Seth to win. I also wanted Dean to win. But here's the thing, like Kayfabe wise, I suspended my disbelief and I I, I really just gave in to Kayfabe. And this is why I like the contract ladder no, match more. No, no, more. Yeah. no. I gave in to
1: Kayfabe because I marked out at the possibility of um Dean Ambrose winning and got sad when
0: Kane uh you know gave it to Seth. Here's the thing, that's exactly what happened to me. Uh, At the contract match Like when I was watching that Most of the time More often than not I was actually marking out Whereas in the ladder match For the championships I kinda knew that Cena was gonna win and it was pretty much a foregone conclusion for most of us who observe wrestling like a sport that Cena was going to win. Okay. So, uh, in in terms of unpredictability, the okay, yeah, okay. unpredictability factor of the contract ladder match, that's where I'm coming from. Okay, yeah. And okay. that's why yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, you're right. I didn't
1: know who was going to win the contract match, even though um, it should have been plain and obvious that um, Seth
0: was going was gonna to be a favorite to win it. Right, right. And... Uh, and you know how big of an edgehead uh, edge I am too So right. bonus points for the edge references Yeah,
1: yeah, right for the, for the chair shots The
0: chair shots as one guy was ascending And then you know, having him come down And having the guy using the chair Go up the ladder and claim the briefcase That always gets a thumbs up for me Okay, let's agree to disagree, that right? We're good. You like you like the contract match, I like the world title match. Okay, that's fair. But at least we're on the same page when it comes to the fact that John Cena winning was uh was was the obvious and the safe choice. Was
1: best for business. It
0: was best for business. Some people would disagree, but here on uh on the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast, we think it's best for business. Do honestly, yeah, know,
1: honest, honestly there was no other way to see. It. I mean, there was Orton, sure, yeah. for sure, for sure. Uh-huh. Well, but it, you know, it's either ordinary or Lewis As we
0: said in the previous episode Right, and if you think otherwise Do let us know, tweet us At Stan94.7 At Roe We are on Twitter Now let's get to our next botch And this is a pretty recent news as well And right. news that okay. came out after Raw mm-hmm. Emma, got, Emma got arrested right before Raw Alright, <laughs> she, she got arrested for Allegedly having stolen an iPad case Worth $21.14
1: you know what? I've I've heard this news only this morning. I don't know why. Maybe because I've been too busy lately, but this is crazy. Are you, are we even sure that Emma stole an iPad case worth $21? I'm sure she could afford a 21 a $21
0: iPad case. What the hell? Her lawyer said that when when Emma was checking out her items at that department store, she must have forgotten to check out that iPad case because it was a self-checkout counter. Mm-hmm. All right? So that that that's the side of Emma's camp But here's where I'm bothered And here's where this is a botch Right, right
1: Yeah, sorry I I, I, I dwell too much on the arrest Go right.
0: on WWE released Emma They right, fired yeah. her They fired her Like within 24 hours Of finding out about the arrest And and given the fact that many other wrestlers have been arrested in the past, for, for many dubious reasons, some of them much, much worse than stealing an iPad case worth 21 freaking dollars.
1: Yeah, like, you know, a certain real
0: American driving under the influence of weed. Right? <laughs> right? And, and, and still, these guys are employed by the company. How about when Rob Van Dam and Sabu were pulled over for the same thing, for weed? All hey. RVD got... Hey. What? What? He got released. RVD was stripped Of the championships oh, That's
1: a big deal but he I'm sure that was fired, a big deal But he wasn't fired But he left anyway
0: He wasn't <laughs> fired That's the bottom line My friend He wasn't fired
1: Alright all right, I'm just messing
0: with you And then hours after Emma got fired mm-hmm. And I'm ranting Because I'm pissed off Because the logic Really escapes me Oh yeah sure sure They rehired her and I'm all for hiring Emma back because I think she's good for the Divas division. And I think having her in the WWE is best for business. But to fire someone and then to rehire them, parang, ano ba talaga? what is your stance? I'm glad they righted the wrong, but the mere fact that they even committed that wrong in the first place really, really f- is illogical on, on, on my end. But I'm glad that they knew their mistake because um, as you
1: said, as you've been saying, um, it's really it really sends a bad message on
0: on not just... Um, not just the rosters, but um, but the WWE as a whole. Yeah. Right? It does. It does. I mean, fine, I get it. You're trying, to sh- you're trying to send the message that your superstars should be role models for children, that they shouldn't be committing crimes, but they could have at least gotten into the further details of the story first before they took action. Right. So that means
1: Adam Silver has to fire the next racist owner. Damn. As in,
0: no questions asked. No questions asked, yeah. <laughs> fire him. Strip him of his team. Yeah. But yeah, that, that is our third botch for this week Shall we get to our next item on the list? Let's do it Alright, this next one is a spot Because they've been building this one up For pretty much ever since uh, since Raw began mm-hmm. They build the return of a former WWE champion A multimedia platform cross-branded entertainment superstar I memorized it, bro <laughs> They were building the return of this person And we got many returns at at Raw, in case you haven't seen Raw yet. Mm -hmm. We had the return of a former world champion in The Great (laughs) Khali. We had the return of a former WWE champion and a multimedia, and I'm saying this with air quotes, cross-branded entertainment superstar. He's really proud of the fact that he memorizes. I am. Wow. I I am. In The Miz Awesome I, came to, I pay. came to play There's a price to pay so He returned But of course This is all a setup To the return Of the one The only The Ayatollah Rock and Roller The guy with the Original idea Of the Money in the Bank Briefcase Y2J Chris Jericho <laughs>
1: Wow, it's crazy. Nobody was expecting this return. Nobody was expecting this. Return I mean, at all. not. E- I mean, maybe, maybe not even um, when they said at Raw the beginning of Raw yeah, that,
0: that a champion was coming back. Maybe, maybe some of them didn't all believe it. Right, because when you say that, a lot of people actually fit the bill. Mick Foley fits an- under that. Yeah, bill. exactly. I would, you know, I would take a Mick
1: Foley return any day.
0: The Rock fits under that bill. Yeah, I'm sure he would have. He would have, um, you know,
1: come back with. Two great cheers. Logic aside, Batista would have fit the bill. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. So soon? Okay, <laughs> logic aside, Batista would have fit the bill. Maybe, to if to be I, very if we, fair, if we stretched it, okay, maybe. But we all know that you know from from the minute I heard that phrase, I knew Chris Jericho was coming back.
1: Were you Were you swerved?
0: No, I wasn't. Well, I was no, fine. But, no, you were inspired by the Miz coming out first? Oh, yeah, I was. I was. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then he comes out, right? And he... Well, you know, we we have to praise the Miz because he ditched the long hair, went back to his old haircut, and he went back to his old natural, natural style.
1: Yeah, and that's a spot in itself, but we don't have um, enough space for that spot. Because but we have I'm, to praise the yeah, Miz. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying it's a spot in itself because... Miz, is, oh, Miz has always been better as um, a wisecracking heel. A snarky like, one. Yeah, a snarky heel, this asshole who comments on everyone. And when he came back as this movie star, it's like he never left. He wasn't
0: the movie star,
1: bro. He was the Marine, damn it! <laughs> All right, right, right. It's like he never left because that's what people remember Miz better as. Yeah. Right? And I hope that um, with this kind of rejuvenation... I hope that he improves again, um, gets back from his regression, and maybe um, starts to put out um, quality in-ring work.
0: Starts wrestling like a former champion. Yeah, starts wrestling like a former champion. Exactly. Thank you. Now, Chris Jericho, of course, uh, his return, the happiness was short-lived. Because right as when he was about to say, welcome to Raw is Jericho, Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family come out and instantly... The fans just chanted This is awesome I was salivating from my seat where I, From where I was watching Raw
1: It's a really really nice It's a really nice promising feud Yeah Because um, Imagine the promos yeah, they, ima- those Imagine, imagine the promos in. I mean Cena is a good promo guy by himself But Jericho is on a whole nother
0: level I, I agree And I can't wait to see I can't wait to see the story itself Like what would the narrative be? Like of course with every story There has to be an origin Like how I important Bray Wyatt Like Chris Jericho Right, and we'll never know until we find out. And that's why I'm excited for Raw and why Y2J's return. And fine, even The Miz being a heel once again is a spot in itself. Next item on the list, and this is going to be a long one. We're going to go into detail on this one. Maybe, or, Yeah, we'll go into detail um, on it after we finish the entire spots and botches list. Right, right, right. Because uh, we're, we're talking about this next item on the, on the list. It's a huge botch. Yeah, it's a huge botch, which is why it deserves its own topic. Right, and it's poor storytelling. And we have some examples. Uh, well, poor
1: storytelling has been a thing for WWE for quite a long time now. Right. and But
0: it's never too late. It's never too early as well to keep talking about it. Right, and uh, Ro and I, we mentioned this on the previous episode. By nature, we're storytellers. Right. So we're extra critical about how stories come across us because, for one thing, we like to think we've got brains. Yeah, and we're writers. We're writers we're by trade. We're writers by trade. So, of course, if a story comes off as nonsensical or illogical to us, we're going to rip it because we felt or we feel that these insult our intelligence. Of course, of course. And we don't like, uh, if there's nothing, if there's something we hate the most, it's. Getting our intelligences insulted. I was looking forward to the Layla versus Summer Rae match at Money in the Bank. Mm. And that's because I like Summer Rae. And I kind of like this little love triangle that they built. Mm. Because we've been talking about it for a good two weeks on the podcast. And I thought that the match was a good example of poor storytelling. But we'll get into that later as we head into our next spot on the spots and botches list. Let's talk about happy things
1: first. Happy things. Okay, what you got? Um... You got this happy thing all by yourself. I'd like to think this
0: is a happy thing. I thought that Zeb Coulter's promo at Raw, his face promo, by the way, was a spot. I liked it. Really? Um, yeah, he talked about the freedom of speech. Yes, yes, he did. And in a logical manner as well. That's right. He talked about it in such a way that he, he just stated everything correctly without opening the room for other people to misinterpret it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I found really intelligent because we know that Zeb Coulter is a master of words. He's got a gift of gab and he has a good way of making you either eat off the palm of his hand as a good guy or as a bad guy.
1: And that's something that, you know, it's kind of lost on, on the newer generation. And maybe you find it in, you know, um, one in a million guys, one in a few guys like Bray Wyatt, Dean Ambrose, CM Punk, you know. And it, we have to appreciate the art of cutting a promo like this
0: um, from a guy like Zeb. That's right And Zeb is one of those Living legends so to speak Like he comes from A different time And he was able to Bring that to the ring And you know Against Rusev And against Lana Who everybody Unanimously despises
1: Well I don't think Anyone Or I don't
0: think Everyone despises Lana Good point, good catch (laughs) But because of their characters Their characters are are pretty much hated Because they're the bad guys, right? Zeb Coulter comes in Tries to defend Old Glory Tries to defend USA And he successfully turns himself And the real American Jack Swagger face
1: For how long, nobody really knows
0: Nobody really knows But I I think it's a good thing In the sense that it's fresh Because we haven't seen Zeb and Jack Swagger as faces Throughout their entire runs in the WWE Right, and well
1: I hope that It doesn't become too much of a welcome thing.
0: I know. And that's why we're going to get back into poor poor storytelling. Because in essence, when you cheer for Jack Swagger and when you cheer for Zeb Coulter, what does that say? It says that you're xenophobic as well. Because the real nature of the Zeb Coulter character, the real nature of the Jack Swagger character, is that they're parodies of the Tea Party movement. No matter what they might be saying right now. And
1: no matter who they're saying it to. Right, right. In its heart, um, you've um, you've got... Zeb and Swagger saying all these things about foreigners, about immigrants. They
0: have a deportation list for crying out yeah, loud. Yeah, and not, it was like, what, a month ago? Yeah. Uh, two months ago? And on, on the list are names of Adam Rose, Sheamus, Paige, Rusev and Lana, all the foreign WWE superstars. So, as, a, as an American fan, let's say you're one of the American masses, and you're tuned in, and you actively boo Rusev and Lana, but you cheer Swagger and Zeb. You're, you're, you're pretty much saying that you're a xenophobe yourself.
1: Right, exactly. And I hope you don't want to be called a xenophobe by
0: anyone else, by society. Because it's not it's not a good thing. It's not cool to be a xenophobe. It is out of vogue. It, it, it's, it's a characteristic that should be that of a villain, of a bad guy. Right,
1: and as I've been telling people, this is 2014. You can't be having um,
0: guys like that anymore. Right, but the fact that these guys have suddenly become a good guy, just because they said the right things, quote-unquote. At the right time. At the right time good guy na sila. It, it, it sounded so rushed. It sounded so so sudden, right? And it reminds me of another turn that happened at RAW, which is the page turn. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, you you tell them about the page turn for those who haven't seen it yet. For those who haven't seen it yet, Paige came out. She was going to cut a promo as a Divas Champion, and in the middle of her speech, out comes the returning AJ Lee. who now the shower of tears public who did miss her:
1: And CM Punk. I'm sure they miss CM Punk more. <laughs>
0: no no <laughs> yes. I mean, from the way
1: they've been chatting um, all throughout that segment, you would know that they miss CM Punk more. And maybe they thought that since AJ's back, maybe someday or you know in the near future we can get punk back.
0: But right now, because AJ and CM Punk are married, probably AJ is probably the next best thing
1: right well, now. Yeah, well, I guess she's not pregnant. Good for you. Good for
0: us. Right. Good for us.
1: Which I'm sure she he's still sticking it to her.
0: Damn it! <laughs> so anyway, AJ comes out and she she turns into a good guy again by admitting she was wrong, admitting that she was being uh you know b- b- being a total jerk by having having rubbed it in everybody's faces how she was a Divas Champion and how she was better than everybody and then Paige. Paige just goes out and tells her that no, you think I'm stupid? Uh, This is the same thing that I did to you when you were the champion and I'm not going to let you goad me into a rematch. And then AJ challenges her to a match and then Paige instantly turns into a bad guy by saying, I don't think these people here in this arena want to see a rematch right now. After that, and during the match, Paige was acting more more like a heel. Right. She She was very aggressive with her moveset, with the way she was addressing AJ and everything about her. And... I mean, I don't want to digress about how the bigger point is that the poor storytelling has been prevalent in the in the WWE. But I'd like to think that uh, the, the heel turn for Paige is the best thing that happened to her character since she debuted on the main roster.
1: Well, yeah, and well, the debut wasn't really handled well. I mean, it was nice for for people who watch NXT and for Smarks who follow yeah. um, Paige's career. But when you really when
0: you look back and look at the bigger picture it wasn't really handled that well it wasn't handled very well, and throughout her title range, she was pretty much a cookie cutter baby face for with no, no reason, character. yeah, for no character for no reason, nothing nothing really there to anchor her and now we get we get a page who suddenly has a character has a chip on her shoulder, and i'd like to think that you know while there are opinions that the the page turn the page heel turn was was sudden. I'd like to think it was, a, it was a long time coming in the sense that she was getting disrespected by pretty much every diva in the locker room. She was getting hate from Oksana before she got released, getting hate from Alicia Fox, getting hate from Cameron, and probably even Naomi. I'd like to think that when you get disrespected to that level, you'd get pissed off at your coworkers, and you're going to want to snap on them at some point. I think it was
1: just too sudden. Um, I think the fruit wasn't ripe yet. If you will, I think that there could have been, you know, more in that in that people calling her a fluke thing. Yeah. I just think that it, it was so sudden because at Money in the Back, when she was defending her title against Naomi, yeah, there was nothing there.
0: There was nothing there. There was yeah. nothing
1: there. I mean oh, she wrestled like a face. Yeah. And now all of a sudden she has a chip on her
0: shoulder. Right? I mean, okay. We we could have um, built that up slowly. I mean, we can't change the past, but I hope that uh, she can build on this. Probably let that chip on her shoulder be her character, because Lord knows that our girl Paige needs a character right now. She needs that one thing to make her interesting. Kind of like how Alicia Fox needed to have those meltdowns to make her relevant on air.
1: Well, and well, the only thing sad about that is that now that AJ's back, Alicia Fox is going to be you know it to the side. But anyway, well, you're right.
0: Um, any character for Paige at the moment is a good character, and a heel character is a better character. That's right, and uh, we're looking forward to having, you know, to having characters for for all these for all these uh, personalities we see on TV because that's how we get those storylines going. That's how we get the storytelling to actually be good and not poor. One last note, though, uh, as as I was uh, trying to get into earlier, the Summer Rae Layla match. I was looking forward to that, but I was very disappointed just um, with the mere fact that. Fandango was pretty much in Layla's corner throughout the match. What's the point of having a special guest referee who isn't impartial?
1: Well, they didn't spend too much time and effort on the whole, um, you know, on the drama between um, the three guys, the three people.
0: They did spend a lot of time building now, up Layla versus Summer Rae, yeah, having they Fandango spent, as the third element. Not so much.
1: No, they spent time to build it up, but they didn't spend
0: effort on, you know, making sure it it was all portrayed correctly. And that that was very that, that was something I would regret mostly because they spent time on the main card for that craptastic match and not for Daniel Bryan's speech so sayang dun sayang that's why i think overall well, there are a lot of examples yeah, of these the that, poor storytelling right
1: that and no that and adam rose in the sandow match
0: that's right that also got time over over daniel bryan and you know the, the poor storytelling. We have we can say so many things about this. We can go on and on, but let's close the the book on poor storytelling for this week by saying that it's regrettable, and we hope that creative can be creative enough to snap out of it.
1: I don't know if it's really creative. I just think that people up top, um, they're 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 idiots surrounding, uh, Vince McMahon, and there are idiots all over the organization. So, what I'm sure it's not just creative's thing. It's not just creative's fault, but. Oh, we take what we can get and so far in a month, we've got we gotten bad stuff, but we also gotten good stuff.
0: So let's talk about something good once again. How about stardust? Yes! Again.
1: Yes. Stardust. Um I was actually worried for that by talking about stardust for 3 weeks in a row, we might sound, you know, a bit too annoying. <laughs>
0: But we are fanboys of Stardust and we have to give to Cody Rhodes because Roe said it himself this morning, he's just that damn
1: good. I have been a fan of Cody ever since the whole um dashing days. Uh-huh. Ever since the dashing days, ever since the mask days, even though um it wasn't the best of characters. It it had promise, but it wasn't the best of characters. And I have been a fan of his in ring work ever since. I knew he was that good. And he proves this even more with his evolution, his 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 transformation
0: Into Stardust And he didn't just transform his his outfit or his character Even his moveset has changed He no longer really uses the disaster kick He had to use the crossroads at Money in the Bank But at Raw this week, he debuted a new finisher called Dark Matter And not just that, he changed his entire demeanor as well He doesn't really talk like Cody anymore He speaks in language that, that can come across as cryptic Right, and
1: well, as I said last week I think that when I when I watch Stardust, when I watch Cody playing Stardust, I really think that Cody's having fun. What happened in Money in the Bank at Raw, it it solidifies that belief, that opinion, that I really do think he's
0: having fun with it, and I hope, and I really hope that he can go far with it. And we also hope that uh, for as far as they take it, the Brotherhood as a team stays together. Goldust and Stardust they stay together at least long enough for them to have their WrestleMania match. That's this is what I'm hoping for. Oh my God!
1: Uh, now this at this point, I don't want them to have a Wrestlemania match yet I want them to live long as a tag team because not only does a tag team division in the WWE need it right now it really does have the strappings the makings of a legendary tag team and I want to see him become that first if, if there's no space for Cody or Goldust to succeed as a single superstar then I want to see them be a legendary tag team
0: It's funny that we have this opinion right now Because I remember just a few months back When the signs of dissension and the seeds of dissent Were first sowed into the brotherhood We were saying that they were the most dispensable tag team out there you
1: Neither know, them dispensable But um, the breakup would be a good story Right, That's,
0: and that the breakup would be something we'd welcome
1: Yeah, but then there were too many breakups that happened In the past couple of months and 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 Stardust happened. Did you ever see Stardust coming? I didn't see Stardust coming. Me neither. And now that we've got Stardust, we don't want
0: to let him go. No, we don't want to let him go. I don't want to let him go. The tag team division does need a great team like the Rhodes Brothers right now. Right. And I think Cody
1: is talented enough, not just as a worker, but also um, uh, an actor. Yeah. Right. I think he's talented enough to you know, to carry the Stardust
0: character into... Into greater heights I hope that they continue giving Goldust and Stardust the ball And I hope that they run all the way to the moon with this That that That's the hope for uh, for Stardust To the stars To the stars! Thank you I like that I see what you did there Right Let's get into our next item on the spots and botches list uh, our, is, last botch? Botch. Yeah, our, last our last botch Our last botch for the list
1: This Monday's Raw saw a match between Kofi Kingston and Cesaro Um... And we'll get to Cesaro in a bit because um, he's really funny at the moment, amusing at the moment. But we all saw their match ending at the commercial break. And Here's the thing, we didn't see the match yeah, end. Yeah, no, no, no. We kind of do. If we have the WWE app. Which I don't. And, well, okay. For those who do, <laughs> for those who do have it, they've
0: seen it. But those are the only people who have seen it. And I think it's unfair. I, I I think it wasn't a good move for them to end the match so suddenly on the app. But I I get it. You're trying to push the WWE app. I get it. You're trying to push exclusive content. But I don't think you should leave your your viewers out in the dark, especially when you're in the middle of a match because well, you're still trying to tell a story. Right. Well,
1: I don't know if it's um, deliberate shilling of the of the app, but yeah. um, at at worst it's terrible planning, and at best it's uh, no, it's that it's shilling the app del- deliberately. But Either way it's it was a terrible idea. Um my friend on Twitter, Sean Ross Sapp, uh also a wrestling writer, says that it kinda of defend kinda of defended the move by saying that, well, we want wrestling to be a bit more realistic. This is what we get. But I said in sports The camera doesn't go away The broadcast doesn't go away As long as there's action In the court In the ring In the field You know it, it always stays there It doesn't leave When when everyone knows That something might
0: happen Right You don't cut the break Until the game ends Like when you're watching A basketball game Unless there's a foul Unless there's a timeout You don't go into A, into a commercial break You don't miss anybody Scoring as much as possible Except when you live In the Philippines Because lord knows Our commercial breaks Here are far too long
1: I know I know And um, exactly And if we wanted Wrestling to be more like other sports, and this is this is the thing we should follow as well. Ideally, ideally, um, the broadcast should not leave while there is action. There should not be any commercial breaks between matches, and this is
0: basic broadcast theory at play. Right? Like you don't have to, you don't have to have like a PhD in mass communications to figure this out. Yeah, you just need to be watching TV, and I'm sure that you don't want a commercial. Um, a commercial interrupting your live program right and in storytelling in when it comes to storytelling naman i'd like to think that the wwe app offers exclusive content as a corollary or as an as, as a, a supplement, supplement. Yes. thank you as a supplement to the original story but as far as original stories on the mainstream go dapat nasa tv an. Right? And that's something that you can't just cut away whenever you feel it's convenient.
1: And the finish of a match, as everyone knows, as every fan knows, as every worker knows, as every agent, every booker knows, yeah. is the most important um, part of the match. It's the high point of the match.
0: And you take it for you to deprive the viewer of that. I think that's highway robbery.
1: Right, exactly. And, it, well, okay, maybe there was an extended segment after the match in which um, Cesaro beat the living hell out of Kofi. Uh-huh. But still, it's kind of like portraying um, you know, a war on a TV drama. You don't want you want to see the war for maximum effect for maximum drama, right? You don't want to cut after the war where people are talking about the war,
0: and or showing the aftermath of the war because where's the excitement in that? My thing is when I when I was watching RAW and I was watching Cesaro beat the living hell out of Kofi Kingston, I didn't know why. I heard Kofi's music, so I kind of had an idea that he won. But I don't get why he was pissed off and why the referee was trying to get in the way of him hurting, uh, hurting Kofi when I knew that they were in a match to begin with. Right. So well, there's something missing. There there's was something missing,
1: missing in the middle, and your brain has to connect the logic. But it can't because it wasn't
0: presented with that with with those facts, and that's why Kovi versus Cesaro ending during the commercial break exclusively on the WWE app is a huge botch on the list.
1: Never again, please WWE. Learn from this mistake. I know you try a lot of things and try, you try a lot of risks. Maybe not enough risks, even. You hit, but you miss. This is a huge, huge botch. It was huge botch. It should never because if it were if it were a spot, if people were okay with it, and they shouldn't be. Then it would have to be a precedent. It would have um, it would allow the WWE to keep doing things like
0: that, and it should not be that way. It it shouldn't be so, that way at all.
1: A very very huge botch.
0: But since we're talking about Cesaro and we got to close off this list of spots and botches, let's end it on a good note. Let's talk about our boy Cesaro rocking that eye patch. That
1: eye patch. You know what I? When when I first heard the news that um he suffered an you know a slight injury to his a detached eye. retina. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't a detached retina. It was a, a scratched eye. Okay. It was a scratched eye, right? What I wanted to happen was that Cesaro come out with an eye patch.
0: And we're getting it. Yeah, we're getting it If and you follow the WWE on Instagram There is a graphic there Where the six participants in the six-man tag team match At main event this week They were all shown And Cesaro is rocking that eye patch
1: Right, and I before I went to the station uh, I retweeted this um, meme Of Cesaro um, being superimposed on a Street Fighter screen And he fit in so well Because he looks like Sagat he does, he does. Right, and now I'm trying to make the this hashtag trend. It's called Sagat Zaro. I do not know if that will work. I don't know, but no, but We're some of my- We're not
0: going to go that far. No, some
1: of my friends like it. They like it. It's, it's Sagat Zaro is better than Sisagatro. That doesn't even, that's harder to say. I like the eye patch, let's leave. <laughs> I, like the, no, I like the eye patch, I like and the I really think patch. it's funny that he looks like Sagat. He
0: looks badass in that eye patch. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he if, if he keeps rocking that eye patch even without the injury. I don't just know.
1: I, I don't know. I don't know about rocking the eye patch past the injury, but it
0: does look badass for now. I, and there's a reason for that, right? And this is something you brought up. I'm not sure if you remember this right now. I don't, because Cesaro <laughs> can prove to everyone how he's that damn good. He can beat you with one eye, son. <laughs> Him wrestling with that eye patch, it just it just cements his superiority. As an, as an athlete and as a, as a wrestler As a super athlete Right <laughs> He is the super athlete Right, right
1: Alright, so that tells us our list of spots and botches um, Before we move on to our pick of the week Let's talk about Money in the Bank as a whole for a short while Sure
0: Sure, um, okay, right So, quick review What did you think of the pay-per-view? Pay-per-view was okay It wasn't the best Money in the Bank I've seen Like I guess If you had to ask me My favorite Money in the Bank Will always be 2011 That was the That was the flagship Money in the Bank Of course And I I would
1: point To the pipe bomb To the pipe bomb promo To the big Money in the Bank um, World
0: Championship match To between. the question mark Surrounding uh, CM Punk's contract Yeah
1: I would point to that As my biggest argument For making Money in the Bank One of the big paper, Big four pay-per-views In place of Survivor Series
0: But I thought that That pay-per-view For this year Was actually pretty good As a whole It was wasn't a letdown. If I had to give it like a five star rating, I'd probably give it a three. Right. Okay.
1: Um. I kind of agree. It wasn't a letdown, but there were too many spots, uh, too many places in the card where it, I just kind of wanted things to move along. Yeah. Um. Fortunately, the opener was good. Um. We got uh, some good matches. Other than the Money in the Bank match, we've got a good ma- we got a good match in Stardust and Goldust versus Ryback. Baxel. So, and
0: I'd like to say that we got a good match out of Rusev and Big E. That's right, we did. And for a while there I had to suspend my disbelief once again and I was actually rooting for Big E and I was caught at the edge of my seat when Big E would have a couple of uh couple of two uh would have a couple of close pinfalls. Right, and you know this. Um, in the past, in the previous
1: episode, I wanted Big E and Rusev to have a competitive match. And to look like they were equals. And we right. got that. And we finally got that. Finally, we have a Rusev match in which
0: Rusev did not just squash his opponent. And yet, when he put on that accolade, there was something markedly different from when he put on that accolade compared to his previous accolades. Right, right. Well, it kind of sounds weird. Okay, but yeah, you're right. Um, This accolade
1: uh, that he slapped on last Sunday... Seem to be a thousand times better than any camel clutch I've seen, um, recently. Not from Jinder Mahal, you know, guys like
0: that. From I don't know, even Muhammad Hassan. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing because we know that Rusev is improving. And at the same time, Biggie is also pulling his weight in that match. Uh, he, well, he should. He
1: just he just doesn't get time to pull his weight because uh, he's been relegated to jobbing to
0: to getting fed to Rusev. Right, right, and. uh... Now, now that we mentioned The things that we did like About uh, the money In the bank pay-per-view How about we go Into the pick of the week My pick of the week Has to be the AJ return I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very Very personal here Because I do I am a huge fan of AJ And I'm a sucker For double turns We did mention earlier That the double turn Was very poor In terms of storytelling Yeah it
1: wasn't The greatest double turn In history But okay not, It's not a double Not the greatest turn. double
0: turns But I'm a sucker For double turns Anytime it happens I mark out And I, I have to Take off my thinking cap For a while And say, say to myself I wait. It's a double turn Holy crap!
1: You have a thinking cap. I have a thinking cap. How come we don't use it? A lot? I
0: wear lots of caps. I wear lots of hats. I know
1: you're a sucker. I, I wear a lot of hats. <laughs> I know you're a sucker. I wear a but lot anyway, of hats in right, this anyway, world. Anyway,
0: go on. Um, like the AJ turn, return. Yeah. The AJ return. I think was uh, was a good thing because we have been missing AJ, and I think storytelling wise, if we have to go back to that, we'd been missing. Uh, The closure that AJ needed on that story When she lost to Paige In Paige's first ever match on the main roster I think that AJ and Paige can still pull off a good rivalry And we mentioned this the week of Wrestlemania That we hope that AJ and Paige Could probably be this generation's Lita and Trish Stratus
1: Right, yeah And I still have that hope Especially now That I hope
0: that they're getting into um, an extended program Exactly, exactly, and that's why That's why the mere fact that AJ returned The mere fact that she and Paige Legitimately have a rivalry that isn't isn't just over the title It's actually bordering On personal now At least with regard To their characters That's actually good With per- a title Personal serving, is good With a title serving As a mere prize At the end of the day Like yeah. a mere accessory mm-hmm. And storytelling device That's best for business That's a good thing And that's why Despite the poor storytelling My pick of the week Has to be The AJ return And her subsequent Feud with Paige Maybe your
1: standards Are just that low Anyway um, <laughs> I'm just kidding AJ <laughs> is up there bro I know, But it But it still wasn't a, The best performance from either of them, maybe maybe from Paige, because uh, um she displayed her heel tendencies. Finally, yeah, finally. But yeah, anyway, before I get into my pick of the week, I would just like to comment on Raw, uh, as on Raw, on the goings on in general. It seems to be more like um a reset button after um after the uncertainty of uh, the Daniel Bryan situation for the, for the past couple of months. Yeah, um you know things like that. It seems to be a big reset button with all the returns. With The Miz coming back, Jericho coming back, AJ coming back. It kind of feels like the Raw after WrestleMania. Yeah, it kind of does in a way. And it's, it's, it's nice. And I hope that the momentum that they get from Raw and, and from Money in the Bank as well. It carries over to the next few weeks into Battleground, into SummerSlam and, and beyond. My pick of the week is a tag team championship match between the Usos and the Wyatt family to open the Money in the Bank pay-per-view.
0: Right. It was a great match. I'm going to have to give it to you. That was a solid match. Yeah, it was a solid pick for
1: an opener. I thought that the show was going to open with the Money in the Bank contract match, but it did not, and and I was happy with it. I was pleasantly
0: surprised. I think that the Usos really put up a good fight. I think the Wyatt family, they are the real deal as well. And I guess in terms of suspending your disbelief, and I keep saying that because in this day and age, it gets harder and harder for members of the IWC. To actually do that you know, mm-hmm. Without without whining yeah, And complaining right. all the time They got me to suspend My disbelief They also kept me Kept me awake Throughout the entire match Just so I could see Every little thing That happened
1: Right And I wanted The Wyatt family to win I really did Because I wanted um The Wyatt family And the Usos To trade the title belts For the next um couple, Maybe the next few months But it still looks like They're still gonna have That rivalry
0: Yeah It's not gonna end just yet I successfully called it By the way That the Usos <laughs> would retain right.
1: right That you did That you did And um yeah you're right. Um, they didn't lose weekly they they lost strongly It was a good match. everyone pulled their weight, even Eric Rowan, which would be the weak link, and the Usos with this performance um cemented their legacy or further cemented their legacy as one of the best. Tag teams The the company's ever seen They
0: are legit And for anybody And everybody Who thinks that The Usos are a flash in the pan and I hope
1: you don't Because they're that damn good Because they've been together Since day one R- Obviously
0: <laughs> Obviously they have That was the point yeah, gonna, but that, that, that thing On their waistband That says day one Right <laughs> That's why they're the best Natural tag team In in wrestling today Yeah I,
1: And I told you That they might be The best faced tag team um, Today um, In a while In a recent while Even, even better. better than The Brotherhood Yeah even better than the Rhodes Brothers Wow, okay
0: uh, cause, yeah, they've been together Since day won oh, Okay <laughs> Right. <If you're laughs> no, 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 no. Cause, not, cause, just, uh, no not just that Because um, if we were judging The Brotherhood and the Usos I would judge it from like Which tag team Did you feel more sympathy for Or more no, no, sympathy no, it towards was, it,
1: It's a factor It's a factor That they've been together Since day one, But they have more chemistry And they You know They, they know their identity More than The Rhodes Brothers do I mean the Rhodes Brothers Are good um, yeah. They're equally good On their own But uh-huh. Um, I'd like to I like I'd like to think of them as a team of two good guys, but the the Usos are a pure a purely good team a good pure team, as in regardless a of good their alignment a good unit a good unit
0: regardless of their alignment their motivations they will be a good team whereas it yeah. Goldust and Cody right. Rhodes or Goldust and Stardust if something if if one link was missing you could tell that that team would fall apart yeah maybe maybe okay but uh, but uh, I just think that the Brotherhood are
1: are a team of two good workers Two good wrestlers But the Usos are a good
0: unit Because when you said the, be- the best babyface team I was thinking about it storyline wise Like inside, inside the world of kayfabe And if you're going to judge them by that You have to pick the tag team That really got everybody sympathetic towards them And really fighting for their cause And if we're talking about that no, but nobody, It's probably the brother Right, okay, sure But nobody um, fires up a crowd like the Usos nowadays Nowadays, yeah, yeah that's right that That is right.
1: I, I, I'm saying now. Uh-huh. I said now. The best face team now. Okay. okay. Nobody, and nobody fires up a crowd like the Usos nowadays. And
0: isn't that what a face is supposed to do? That is what a face is supposed to do. And they do it very, very well.
1: Yeah. And so that is my pick of the week. The tag title match from Money in the Bank. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Because it's a really, really great tag team match. This is what tag team wrestling everywhere, not just in the WWE, should be about. And with uh, teams like... The Wyatt family, the Usos, maybe Rybaxil, and Golos and Stardust. Um, maybe we can rebuild the tag
0: team division again to what it was in the late uh, late last year. Alright, and uh, if you have a different pick of the week, if you've seen Money in the Bank and Raw this week, and you want to offer your opinions on our spots and botches, or on our picks of the week, right. if do you tweet have, us. Yeah, right. If
1: you have a pick of the week from um, Main Event, from NXT, from SmackDown, whenever you're listening to this, if you have a pick
0: of the week from any of those shows... Please do tell us. We are online. We're on Facebook. Smart Gilas Pilipinas. We are there. Facebook.com slash groups slash Smart Shout out, by the way, to all the boys and girls of SGP. What is up, SGP? Hello. We're also on Twitter. If you have anything to say, anything at all, on the commentary for this week's episode, it's at Stan947. At Roe is War. Please do talk to us. Do talk to us because we would love to hear from you. And we do enjoy it whenever you give us feedback on everything we talk about, in the show, outside of the show, when we're tweeting... When we're we're Facebooking Or on Instagram And with that We gotta thank our boys At Mellow 94.7 Of course For for letting us use Their equipment And uh, we gotta thank you As always For going on to iTunes For subscribing to the podcast And for downloading this episode Right If you're listening to this On SoundCloud What are you waiting for? Go to iTunes Subscribe to us And download our podcast For free It's the Smart Gilas Pilipinas podcast We gotta thank you And we're we're gonna be Fixing this up In just a bit Hopefully when you listen It's a much better product Than it is right now and
1: hopefully when you listen I will have posted my picture of me in the mask that's right cause Ro is excited about
0: that mask I beat him it is to a it. really really good mask I beat him to it like a couple days but yeah my uh, mask is
1: better than his mask
0: flash flash you're gonna go for a mask you go for flashiness it's is, it is flashy style gold and shit we're gonna be arguing about this when we turn the mics off so we're gonna sign it off right now thank you so much we'll catch you again next week peace